Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey everyone, welcome to episode five of the Running After Age 40 podcast. And just to remember, this season is all about how I get by with a little running with my friends. So this is going to be a really special episode. This is actually one of my high school friends. So we're going way back. And I've mentioned it in a couple episodes about how social media can be such a positive thing if we allow it to be. And so I'm going to read Zach Griffin's, uh, let's see, this is back from February 7th. I'm just going to read a little bit about one of his posts that, you know, just motivated me to ask him to come on. So he said, almost 17 years after graduating high school, uh, he's been a lifelong runner and it's been one of the best gifts his coaches and teammates have given him. He wanted to say thanks for all the great memories and helping him build a life skill that's so good for him on many levels, personal fitness, goal setting, mental and emotional therapy, uh, gratitude practice, to name a few. He even has a son named Miles, which I didn't know. And I think that's awesome. Uh, And given that all all of his sons have inherited his physique, uh, he's doing what he can to encourage a love for running. And hopefully we can talk about that a little bit. I've been unsuccessful with my kids about that. So um, maybe you can pass on some tidbits, but I love this. I love hearing about people that are staying fit in their forties. So Zach, I'm going to pass it on to you just to introduce yourself, tell our our audience a little bit about you. Sure. Um, First thing I'll say is that in that post, um, I didn't highlight my math skills. It's been 27 years since graduating. That's 17. Oh, Okay. Yep. So uh, from Iowa, um, I lived all over the Midwest, moved out to Seattle area almost 10 years ago. I'm a father of three young sons, twins, Graham and Miles, which Miles is an ode to running. And then their younger brother, Hugh, they're currently seven, seven and five. Um, I work for a large West Coast health system. Um, and I, help, I do strategy partnerships and a lot of tech technology development with them. Um, I'm super active. Um, recently running, hiking, and um, ever since my sons were very young, they've seen a lot of trails, either on my back or more recently hiking or as they get to do trail running with me. So um, we can talk more about that, but that's my quick intro. Yeah. And living in Seattle, I've only been there once. I mentioned that to you, but it's so beautiful and you have such great trails. I'm jealous of that. Uh, So tell me a little bit, just the backstory of how you originally got into running. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I don't have like a, you know, a gestalt moment that yeah. like said, oh, I'm a runner. But I think it was literally like a middle school physical fitness test. And yeah. like, you know, you had to do pull-ups and I couldn't do any and like mm-hmm. sit and stretch and I could barely touch my toes. But I think we had to do the mile and I just rocked it. Like for whatever reason, I could run. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I think I'm going to try track. So in junior high, I did track and that just kind of rolled into track. 
and then cross country in high school. And I did cross country to stay in shape for track. I didn't like the longer distances. I liked the half mile. So having some early kind of just success as a freshman in high school, I think, you know, an 800 and a mile just kind of cemented my love for running and Mm -hmm. kind of kept on going. I think once you have that love, it's just like part of you too. It's, it's crazy. It really isn't an addictive thing, but in a positive way. So what about, you know, maybe one of your proudest running moments? Um, yeah, I guess I got a bunch. One of them is just finishing my first marathon. Um, I was in college at Iowa and one of my, um, colleagues or my, my, Peters was training for a marathon. So that's super cool. I want to do that too. Mm-hmm. So I trained and finished the Chicago marathon the year I graduated. And that was, that was a big, big deal for me. I'd never gone that far or run that distance. That's kind of a half mile. So that was my introduction to, to marathons, uh, which carried on. I've done 13 in my life. So mm-hmm. I liked it. So I think also just kind of getting that volume of marathons under my belt has been proud. And then the last thing I'd say a proud moment is just this last year, I took a hiatus from running. So Mm -hmm. I've really just been getting back into it, Mm -hmm. but in having a lot of success. And that was part of why I published that Facebook post. I got on a track for the first time in like years and just loved it. And uh, so I've been proud of my um, consistency over the last year with running as well. Yeah. Well, first, congratulations. 13 marathons is a huge accomplishment. And I think, you know, if you ran that when you were just finishing college, that was back when marathons weren't as popular. I mean, I'm sure you can remember that too. You know, it wasn't like the mainstream that now everybody is getting into it, you know, but back then it was a really unique thing and people really didn't know how far it was or why we would be absurd enough to want to do that. So it's kind of funny to think how running has progressed too, right? Yeah. That's um, right, for sure. So talk talk to me about your current workout regimen. So you are getting back into it. I think a lot of us have that common thread, like in your 30s, you kind of maybe stick with it, you slow down, and then you kind of have a little bit more time maybe and just commitment in your 40s. Yeah, I think in my 20s and 30s, it was pretty sporadic. And it was really race motivated. You know, another marathon, okay, just keep running. Um, and then for me, when my twins were born, I did the Seattle marathon like two months before they were born. So that was almost eight years ago now. And then when they hit, you know, my life was consumed with, you know, career and kids. And I turned off running and, you know, in hindsight, I shouldn't have, I just didn't prioritize it, but I didn't know I needed it. But so I kind of took like a, I don't know, five-year hiatus. So I'm last couple of years of getting back into it. So very recently, the last year, six months of marathon training. So I do the Hal Higdon program. So I'm doing 30 to 40 miles a week, lifting twice a week. Um, you know, hill workouts in Seattle is kind of a laughable thing because you can't escape hills out here. Yeah. So I get hill workouts every run I do. But I'm running, oh, five days a week and um, intentionally taking rest days. I've learned the power of rest days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wait, so you're using the Hell Higdon program. What about for the strength training for the weightlifting? Like, what do you do for that? You know, I've, um, so with COVID, you know, I couldn't go to the gym or anything. So I purchased one of those the sets of the, is it Bowflex? The the weights where you okay. kind of like, you know, they can be from five pounds to 50 pounds and yeah. the dumbbells that are adjustable. I did, I invested in a set of those and a weight bench and mm-hmm. I've been doing my own at home. Yeah. And I just kind of pieced together a bunch of online programs mm-hmm. to kind of target like what's good for runners. So there's tons of free yeah. stuff out there. And I've just kind of experimented over the last year and piece together what I think is a pretty solid two day a week program of kind of a full body strength training for runners. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's awesome. What about just have you had a time where you felt frustrated, you know, whether or not it was trying to get back into it or maybe just that time that you took off, you know? Yeah, for sure. When, um, you know, when I, during the time when I, I took off, um, when I was trying to get back into fitness, I originally did CrossFit and okay. I really liked it, but it broke me. Um, I think my form was terrible. I'm just not a weightlifter. And I think the the place that I was in, um, I, it was my fault for trying to go too hard and too intense on this mm-hmm. form and ended up throwing out my back and oh. I had sciatica and that like goes down your leg. And I had numbness from my knee to my shin for like six months. So I couldn't run because I had the risk of like landing straight legged, uh-huh. which is really bad. So that was just like injury proneness being older. I was frustrated. Um, I got through that and then I was like, all right, let's just start slow and the frustration was like how slow I actually had to start. You know, I had memories of being fast and running and, you know, multiple miles and long distances, but you just can't dive back into that. And so I had to really practice my patience and, you know, to start slow and do 10% a week, in, you know, increase and listen to my body more. I mean, I've had hamstring issues, I've had Achilles issues, uh, knee issues. So that's been the frustrating thing is just, you know, you can't jump back into it like I did in high school, take a season mm-hmm. off and just jump back in. It, my body just doesn't want me to do that anymore. So that's been the most frustrating thing that I just had to learn. Yeah, I th- I can agree with that completely. What have you done to combat some of those injuries? I think the weight training definitely helps, but is there anything else? Do you stretch? I mean, are you a regular stretcher? I'm terrible about it, but I'm getting better. Yeah, I, you know, back up over a year ago and I was a horrendous stretcher. Uh-huh. Um, but now I'm a good stretcher because someone just had a couple of good conversations with people and they're like, yeah, you got to stretch, you got to roll. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think, yeah, I stretch during on long runs. I'll stop and I'll stretch during. Mm-hmm. I don't stretch before. I actually have an injury for, from stretching too hard before. Um, oh. And a couple of physicians said, yeah, you got to warm up before you stretch out. It was their yeah. recommendation for me. And so I'll stretch during a long run, like in the middle, take mm-hmm. five minutes and just do a stretch. Whereas before, I would never want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then after, I'm a religious stretcher now. Um, so I think that's something I'm doing well, as well as rolling. So I roll even on off days, you know, just kind of five, five minutes. I'll sit down and roll out my hammies, my calves, my, uh, mm-hmm. my quads. Um, nutrition, you know, has never been really a problem for me. I've always been a pretty healthy eater, but I am paying attention to making sure I've got enough carbs now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just listening to my body more and like, you know, if it doesn't feel right, take a rest day or, you know, if it was supposed to be an eight mile day, it's okay to do four, like just giving myself a pass. So I think that's part of just maturing in my mental strength and um, just making good decisions. So that's all been a part of like tips for, you know, being consistent. Yeah, I like those. And I think that's the only way that you can keep doing that. Right. I mean, cause if we just keep trying to hit the pavement and just kill our bodies, we're going to be done. And so we just have to slow down and be grateful for the the times that we can. I, I actually think I've been better at stretching and rolling just because of COVID because I'm home. So like on some of the calls, you know, you can actually stretch or roll or, you know, use that time a little different where you'd be sitting. Yeah. I, I've been hundred percent virtual for, you know, coming up on 18 months or whatever. COVID. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've, I've done, I've done lifted weights during meetings, not because like I was supposed to be participating, but you have those meetings where you're just listening, right? Oh, I know. Presentation. Uh-huh. 
it, mm-hmm. it's just like having music in. Instead, I got a work yeah. call, you know, broadcasting from my computer. So I'm stretching or lifting in the background with my camera off, of course. I know. So for yeah. sure, been doing more yeah. of that. Yeah. And sometimes I think it helps me pay attention. You know, like it actually, mm. I'm a little bit more alert because I'm not just like sitting at my desk kind of starting to doze off. You know, my uh, yeah. my boss has a treadmill desk. And so I was looking at those. I think those are pretty slick. Not that you'd run, but just to kind of keep that so that you're not in that sitting position. Yeah. You know, early COVID, I actually put a plate piece of like wood across my treadmill mm-hmm. and then because I, I wasn't running at all. Yeah. And I wanted to get back into it. I'm like, well, I'm always going to get some steps. I was trying to get 10,000 mm-hmm. steps a day. And yeah. so, yeah, I started walking during my meetings mm-hmm. and people would make fun of me. And then people were like inspired and they were doing yeah. it. And I was like getting seven or eight miles of walking a day. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's awesome. So what are you, you've got young kids, mine are a little older, but how do you think that continuing to run and just continuing to show that lifestyle has impacted not just you, but also them? Um, yeah. So for them, it was a conscious effort of, you know, just get our kids outside. Mm-hmm. Um, being from the Midwest, you know, Seattle winters are pretty mild. So you, you can run, you can get outside year round here. No problem. Um, you know, there's only maybe a week or two where snow is a problem. It's only because they don't plow the roads, not because of the volume. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I've really embraced getting outside year round since I've lived here and my kids, I think it impacts them in a couple ways. One, they just see the consistency of like getting sweaty. Like that's part of life. Like we eat healthy, we get good sleep. Um, you know, we're grateful for what we have and we exercise because we invest in our health. Um, our health is our wealth is something that I say a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when my kids say it, our health is our wealth. So hiking and then, you know, we're out on a hike. My kids now just can't help but Like let's do a trail run. And they, yeah. they like want to start running. And, you know, it's only for a few meters and they'll stop and we'll walk mm-hmm. and we'll look at something. But um, I think, you know, they just kind of through osmosis, you know, they like it and they wear their, their running shoes, they call mm-hmm. it, because um, they hear me talking about my running shoes. And, uh, you know, I, I heard on one of your previous podcasts, someone was talking about doing a 5K. And I, I'm thinking about in the next year or two, I'd love to do a 5k with my kids and, you know, mm-hmm. get them through it and get them that experience. I think they'd be open to it. I don't think they know at all how hard it is, <laughs> yeah. but I think they, I could get them to the start line and I think I could get them to the finish um, mm-hmm. and make them want to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be a memory that you should definitely do. So I mentioned my kids don't like love running, but they've all done mile races and, uh, you know, I've done some cross country races when they were, I did some when they were littler and they even had like the cross country little sprint for the kids. So I've got cute pictures from that. What about just on a personal level? Like, how do you think that it's changed you as a professional, as a, as a dad, as a husband, just a part, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's had a profound impact on my mental health. Um, mm-hmm. you know, with young kids, when I wasn't running, boy, I had, I had anxiety and, then, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like, you know, be trying to be the perfect parent, you know, anxiety yeah. and, um, you know, stress and probably, you know, small bouts of depression. I haven't never had anything mm-hmm. major, but, yeah. um, when I got back into running, it's, it's good daily therapy for me. Like I firmly believe that now, um, it's good for stress release. It's good just to, you know, get up and move my body likes me more. Um, it's better for my posture. It's better for my confidence. You know, the yeah. days where I get a morning run in, 
I just feel better all day. And that's both personally and professionally. Like, I think I just show up better. I show up better for my family, my friends. I show up better for my coworkers, my partners in business. Um, and it's just, I'm just in a better mind state. I think it's just, it leads to a better consistent attitude for me. Mm-hmm. That's one part, just like when I am running, yes, I'm often listening to music, but it's kind of, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about the day. I'm thinking about my problems. I'm thinking about what I'm grateful for. I've been really trying to practice gratitude mm-hmm. um, over the last year, especially um, Brittany Brown is, is a favorite of mine. So doing what I can just to reflect on everything I have. And, um, and so running for me is a kind of an introspective time. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's had a really big effect. Just, I think on my daily mood, mm-hmm. um, I'm just, you know, less irritable. I'm just a better person when I run. I firmly believe that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I love the gratitude practice too. You know, I always did this Christmas morning run where I would look back at the year and just spend that entire run, like thinking Mm -hmm. about all the things that had happened that year. But one of the things in the last, probably maybe even just six months, I've I've tried to practice gratitude. I'll say try, because it's been kind of inconsistent. But the last six months or so, I take the first couple minutes of my run and I sit there and think the day before, what 10 things am I grateful for? And then also why? Like, what did that make a difference? And it's so funny. It just, it takes that run and like your mindset really is, it's a scientifically proven thing, you know, but if you get consistent with it, man, it works. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've started doing it as soon as I wake up. Yeah. Um, but then mm-hmm. whenever I run, usually it's in the first half of the day, sometimes in the second yeah. half of the day. I yeah. always practice it again. But yeah, completely. It, it yeah. works. Yeah. What about tools? I guess. So it watches, uh, apps, uh, gear, you know, any tips for that? Or what, what do you obsess yeah. with? Yes. Um, I'm a huge, uh, I've run in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, for the last year, I've been on the Brooks Launch Eight Shoes. Mm. Just my personal favorite. They're light enough. I have a pretty good gait and stride, mm. so I don't need a bunch of stability. And they're super fun. They've got good colors. Okay. So I, I don't want black shoes. So I want bright shoes so I can be seen. So that's for, like my go-to shoe line. Um, Apple EarPod Pros. I just got them a couple months ago, and I love them mm-hmm. because they're waterproof slash sweatproof. I'm a sweat hog. Yeah. And, um, Boy, I can run, and if I get a call or text, it's like I don't have to pull out my phone from my. I, I run with my phone in a in a race belt, okay. but I just you know talk to Siri, and I'm like you know text my mom or you know mm-hmm. call this person. I get a lot done when I'm running too. I know. So that's that's good. I use the Fitbit app on my phone to track uh, all my runs. Um, for me, I mean it's free, um, and it has everything I need. It, you know, flows through my music. I just use Apple Music. Um, and then it also gives me, you know, half mile distance and pace updates, which is really useful for me, um, for splits. Mm-hmm. And then I also use the Nike run club app is really good. And they actually have some really good kind of motivational runners, um, run tracks where they have gratitude and they, you know, get coming in and out of music. So I've liked that app as well. Um, and then I guess the last thing I've heard a couple of books that people on your podcast have yeah. mentioned you know, a really good book that someone gave me about a year ago was The Runner's Book of Daily Inspiration by Kevin Nelson. Mm. And it's literally, you know, it's got 365 daily inspirations, one page reads that are all about running and all these different angles about, you know, I run for me or mm-hmm. I run fast or I listen to my body and just they're like little bite sized. And I usually read it when I'm drinking my morning coffee. And it's just kind of one more daily running thing that I do and I've just fallen in love with. 
I love that. I haven't heard of that. I, uh, the AirPod pros, I had some, and then my dog chewed them. I was so sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm like, I need to get another pair. Cause it's so easy to, like you said, you can actually get a lot done, you know, on some of the slower yeah. parts. So yeah. And I'm writing all this down. So um, if people are listening, I'll put all these links in the show notes so you can check out some of his recommendations because these are really good. Uh, but yeah, those the AirPods, I'm going to have to just bite the bullet and replace them because they were great. Yeah. What about, you know, days where you're not so motivated? You know, I mean, how do you get yourself going? In, we, we know there's some days where it's the weather's great, you know, you feel good. And then the other days. Yeah. So um, boy, two years ago, I was trying to get back into running and I wasn't very consistent. So I was looking up like runner, running motivation maybe mm-hmm. three years ago, four years ago. And I saw this random guy on YouTube. He was talking about how he was motivated and he set an annual running goal. And his was like, I don't know, 500 miles. And I was like, that's awesome. I want to do that. I'm not training for a race. I just want to be consistent. And I like a goal of 500 miles in a year. I'm like, you do the math. It's 1.7, 1.6 miles a day or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's doable. Or three miles every other day. So I started on that. And I just put like a Google spreadsheet out there for myself. And I tracked it every day. Like, what did I run? Mm-hmm. What, you know, kind of a running log. And for me, that's worked exceptionally well. And it was super fun for me to try to reach that 500 mm-hmm. miles in a year goal. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was, you know, around Christmas time and I'm like, crap, I'm a little behind. And I just like crammed, like on the treadmill all the time because it was crappy weather, but I got it done and it was super fun. And then the next year I went to 750 miles Mm -hmm. and I did it. And this year I was, you know, I set a goal for a thousand miles this year and I'm going to end up around 1250. Um, And I brought my, I got a good group of college buddies and I was like, Hey guys, if I do this spreadsheet, if I add you to it, you guys want to track your workouts. Some guys were lifters, some were runners. Some guys had weight loss goals, but there's about six of us on this spreadsheet mm. and we all track on a daily basis so we can see each other. And, you know, we give each other crap about it. We give kudos and it's kind of become like this, you know, we all live all over the country, yes. too, Florida to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And it's been kind of a cool way to keep in touch with friends. So for me, it was, you know, keep, it's kind of peer pressure. They see what yep. I'm doing. It's accountability. It was fun to see the numbers. I'm a data geek. So I like, you know, have all sorts of charts and visualizations on it. And then it's just like it drove consistency for me, which was more important than training for a race. So that's worked really well for me. You know, that's, that's been awesome. That, that annual goal and then the daily tracking on a kind of shared spreadsheet with friends. That's, that's been awesome for me. So do you do a Google spreadsheet? Is that what you guys use? That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It brings that community factor in. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. What's that? It bring yeah, that's that's a fantastic recommendation. So one of the things that just tagging onto that a little bit because you've got that big goal, then you've got your smaller goals. How do you deal with just the slowing down? Like, so you can't necessarily set goals for time anymore, like we used to be able to. You know. So what do you tell yourself? So um, oddly, I'm running faster now on my longer distances than I did when I was younger. Wow. So I just set okay. a PR for myself on a half marathon like two weeks ago. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. <laughs> but, okay. But I, but I, but I'll never run my high school 800 or mile splits. Like I'll yeah. never get yeah. back to yeah. that. So for me, I think this is like, I'm older, I'm wiser, I'm stronger. I mean, I'm 25 pounds heavier than I was in high school. And it's mostly just kind of, you know, it's, I just grew into my body. Mm-hmm. So this is like marathon, I'd say 5k and up. I think mm-hmm. I actually have the ability to maybe 
beats and PRs. Nice. But that's because in my 20s, I was so inconsistent and just uh-huh. I wasn't training super hard that I think now I'm actually training smarter. And I probably have this window over the next three, four, maybe five years where I can do it. So with that, though, I have to do it smartly. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the counterbalance is that I'm injury prone now in my, yeah. in my 40s. You know, I'm 45. So I, I set a PR for myself in this half marathon locally here. And I was the first time I won my age group because it was mm-hmm. 45 to 50. I'm the youngest uh-huh. guy. So it's kind of a new mentality for me. Like, wow, I'm actually fast for my age. And for me, I'm setting my own PR. So um, it's just more about being intentional with the injury prevention. I think I have a limited window and then I think it's going to be much tougher. Mm-hmm. So I knew you were going to ask this question. And for me, it's, it's been a little different than others because I think I've continued to just get faster in the longer distances because uh-huh. of, I think more mental strength than I had in my 20s and 30s. Well, congratulations on that half marathon. So that's, Thank that's you. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to hear. Well, you have, yeah, you're, you're on like a, a great pace right now. So what about the next 10 years? Are you thinking like long-term? I mean, you already said you were setting like you're going to hit like 1250 for this year, but like, what are you thinking for, you know, when we're 55? Um, you know, I, when I'm 55, I hope I'm just running consistently. Uh-huh. I can, I could see a day where I'm like, you know what, a daily three to five mile run is fine. Yeah. Or, you know, five days a week that that's all I need. So I would love to just be able to continue running, um, for the duration. And I think I'm just going to have to walk away from marathons at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. cause I think it's the, the bigger runs that stress out my injury proneness, yeah. but I think if I keep it short, that'd be better. I want to keep the, the strength training going. I've kind of mm-hmm. kind of become addicted to the lifting. I've liked it. I've learned to enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I've seen gains um, in both. You know, I can see it in my physique. I can see it in my tracking. And that's been fun for me. Um, and then hiking. You know, I can, I'm a mm-hmm. fun hiker because I'm a runner compared to my, some of the people I live around who just all they do is hike. And, um, you know, that's tougher to be consistent every day to go hiking, even though we live close. So I'm hopeful that, you know, my boys get into track and I can run with them. I can go yeah. do some runs with them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, hikes with, with my boys um, and family for the duration will be a, a part for the long haul. So when I'm 55, I'm hope that I'm still taking vacations and, you know, running and, and hiking. So my goal, I think, is longevity of this. It's not mm-hmm. to, like, take over the world with running. Yeah. Um, but I, I just I want to kind of tool myself for the long run so that when I'm when we're 55 and I'm doing your podcast again it's like yep for 10 years I've, I've been doing it yeah well thank you this this has just been epic I think I mean I have so many notes written down I'll have to pick what actually gets in the show notes but just a couple of things that jumped out at me like I love the saying our health is our wealth uh, mm-hmm. I completely concur with like that profound impact on our mental health uh, and I just think, like you said, we show up better if we, you know, and if you don't run, then you can walk. If you can't, you know, you can, maybe you can do a slow jog, but, you know, if we all get out there and get moving, I think we all show up better for each other, especially in such a tough year. Yeah, agreed. Yep. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming on. I look forward to following your adventures. You need to make sure to post when you have things like your half marathon success. So we can all uh, congratulate you on that. Well, thank you, Sarah. I'm so uh, grateful you reached out. It was fun reconnecting with you. It's been a long, long time. I do have so many fond memories of 
high school, I think there was probably a group of, I don't know, maybe 12 of us who were track and cross country. And so we spent a lot of time together. So I got a lot of fond memories. So it was great reconnecting. Thanks for having me on. And I love your podcast. I hope you, you keep going with us. It's great. Yeah, thank you. And I think we've achieved our goal today of just talking about real running talk. You know, we might be across the country, but you know, that connection that you get with runners is usually for life. So it's, it's amazing. So, uh, well, thank you. And for the listeners out there, please make sure to subscribe. And if you could leave a review, because I'm learning that's how Apple podcasts, you know, makes you move up, you know, so that people can actually find the show. Uh, so thanks again and, uh, take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.